You're tuning in to Two Brownish Girls with your hosts Talitha and Cribs. Just a quick disclaimer and explicit content warning. All content in this podcast is 100% unfiltered and is from our own personal views and experiences and not on behalf of anyone else. We want to use this platform as an opportunity to speak on topics prevalent in our personal experiences, both as Australian-raised Melanesian and Polynesian women in Western Sydney. As two brownish girls, Krups and I would like to acknowledge the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the First Nations of this country, and the Darug people, the traditional custodians of the land in which we record and share our stories on. We pay our respects to elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded and colonisation continues to this day. Now on to our show. Warning. Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners are advised that the following program may contain names of people who have died. Before we begin, two brownish girls would like to state that we stand in solidarity with the black community and their ongoing fight with police brutality and the over 400 years of generational trauma caused by the hands of the American government. We also stand in solidarity with our Indigenous community here in Australia, the original custodians of this land which the Two Brownish Girls podcast was created and the land our families immigrated to. This episode is about the aftermath of the 25th of May, 2020, the death of African-American man, George Floyd, at the hands of Derek Chauvin, a white American member of the Minneapolis Police Department. This is not the first time we have been alive during the murder of a black man at the hands of the forces who are meant to protect them. This is an ongoing battle that the black community have faced for centuries, and this podcast episode is about what we can do as fellow non-black POC to support them in every way. The decision to do an episode dedicated to Black Lives Matter was something we both considered immediately after this horrific uh, incident to offer support. We both recognise that this is not our space and we're only here to support as much as we can. The bottom line is this. The Pacifica community loves Black culture immensely, but we have to love black, Black people enough to speak. We benefit from black culture without the consequences. And although we have aspects of our history that has similar trauma, in this scenario, this platform is to support our black brothers and sisters. And so our main objective of tonight's episode is to inform our listeners and specifically those of Pacifica heritage of what is happening and why you should care. For something as serious as police brutality and racism, we're no longer raising awareness or keeping informed, we're telling you why you need to check your bias, speak the fuck up, and start having these conversations with your family to check them. And we wanted to give you guys some facts about, if you're not aware of this um, that's unfolding as it is, um, you know, since May 2020, um, we wanted to share some facts of what's been happening and how you can um, start this conversation. So, yeah, Tlitha. Yeah, so um, 120 people have died in the last 21 days at the hands of police brutality in America since George's death. Mm. 437 Indigenous people in Australia have died in police custody since 1991 and no police officer has ever been charged for any Indigenous death in custody in Australia. That's absolutely wild. Which is... um. It's, it's we we know America has been racist. Like we, you grow up knowing that there's always race issues there, but mm-hmm. I feel like what's happened as we discussed, like it's a big social issue, is that realizing how much is swept under the rug here in Australia. 
yeah, it's just highlighted it so much more um, of yeah. the injustices that the Indigenous people are having. I mean, are, are, are experiencing and have been experiencing for so long. Like, just that number, like, 437 families have not had justice or, you know, this death that's happened at the hands of, you know, police. Mm. Mm. And, I mean, it speaks volumes also. I know that's a top of the common term that we use on the podcast. It speaks volumes when this happens, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but recently, I don't know why they decided to, they re- decided to release this during this whole thing, um, is that there was a study done in the last few years in Australia and three out of four Australians have a implicit bias against Indigenous Australians. So <laughs> that's fucked. That speaks volumes. <laughs> that speaks beyond volumes. I've had friends feel personally affected when they tell me that when Indigenous people speak about the issues, that they feel like it's attacking them. And it's good because you should feel like it's You attacking. should. Because yeah. I've even told friends and they're surprised when I say this, but I said, look, we benefit from the the genocide because yeah. in this country that's not ours like 100%. that's, that's they a straight fact to make room for us yeah that's the straight fact we have to recognize that and it's not it's just recognizing i'm sure the indigenous community will tell us what they need from us but it's just mm. we can't even this country can't even recognize that part cuz they think it's still a personal attack not to mention them centering them themselves the as, and I mean I'm going to say Australians because they they may not just be white people centering themselves <laughs> around these social issues against the indigenous people, saying yeah that they feel attacked, but also it doesn't help the fact that we have a prime minister that doesn't think slavery occurred in Australia, um, and that's just one of the things that we need that needs to be checked because it's incorrect, um, and it's been happening not just with Indigenous people, it happened with Pacific Islanders that came here as well, um, and and more so, like, and there's so much more. So um, it's, I've heard comments, like, in the last few weeks saying that, you know, <clears throat> stop bringing, stop importing, um, what was it? <laughs> So it was so like someone in America's problems because he said that to Scott Morrison too. Yeah, yeah. When he was saying that Idiot. he was going to charge uh, protesters for um, for not abiding by COVID laws, but then from next month he's going to allow like ten thousand people to be at a stadium for a fucking game. Yeah, like, from the first of July, you can have under forty thousand people in a stadium again. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So make it make sense, people. Um, and yeah, I've seen a lot of that saying, a lot of people saying, you know, stop importing, um, America's problems and, but like, you don't realize of all the shit that's happening here and people are saying, oh, focus more on what's happening at home. You can, it's not mutually exclusive. You can. It's called what about, have you heard that term that they're using? Oh, you're playing the what about like the what about Yeah. And it's true. Cause I'm like. When people say that they care about stuff at home, they don't even care about stuff at home. They still celebrate Australia Day. They still, you know, they do yeah. all that shit. 
the what about him isms are the same people that are all lives all lives matter. matter and just a fact i can't believe scott morrison doesn't think slavery occurred because <laughs> morrison is descended from william roberts a convict who was convicted of stealing yarn and transported to australia on the first fleet in 1788 oh, so you have denied your heritage too your convict ancestry because we know the convicts also had to build the roads and everything by force. Yeah. You know? So they're also fucking included. Like, you didn't, when he said that, he denied his own heritage. It's like, <laughs> how did you come here, Scott? I mean, we can, like, you know, we can attest for when we came here by a plane, yeah. not by a fucking boat and shackles on your feet. Like, you've, you've dismissed what they went through, too. Yeah. Like, he's. <laughs> That's his own ignorance, unfortunately. And, like, for the f- fact of the matter is, unfortunately, both America and Australia have very, like, um, ignorant people in power. Blood on their hands. Yeah, 100%. Blood, Blood 100%. on their um, There's also been some um, other recent deaths that have happened uh, in the last, uh, like, few days, few weeks. Um, it was, I don't believe it was, of um, what was, I actually can't pronounce her name. I should have actually looked beforehand. Um, Olu Watoyan Salal. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Yeah. So she was a Black Lives Matter. Oh, she was an activist in general, but more recently mm-hmm. she was at the forefront of the Black Lives Matter protests um, and movement. Sorry. And, um, she was found dead a few days ago um, and only just a few days before that she had um, come out and said that she was raped um, and she had described details of the, her like the, the location of where her rapist potentially lived but because she couldn't see it was really hard um, her vision wasn't great she couldn't see uh, specific details so that happened, then she went missing, and then she was found dead. So, yeah. um, again, it wasn't to do with police brutality, but we only hope that, you know, like, police are not going to... You can only hope, but, you know, their track record of ignoring and not giving the rightful justice that they deserve. Yeah. The black people deserve. You know, we, we're just sending our thoughts to, um, to our family and obviously any uh, loved ones <clears throat> of hers. Um, there was also another, another as well, Richard Brooks. Yes, he um in Atlanta, um he was resting, he was sleeping in his car in the car park. Then he got into an alteration with the police, and then when he ran off, they shot him and killed him. Mm. And um because of that, the Wendy's restaurant that called the police on him, someone a white woman burned the wendy's restaurant to the ground (laughs) and there's like video evidence of it everyone saying why are you making it about race again why are you saying a white woman and the reason that the black community said that it's a white woman because a lot of the rioting um and the looting has been blamed on them when in fact majority of the time as video evidence that you can find online it's not just them doing all that stuff yeah, there's been a lot of white people that have been looting 
um, damaging, you know, like property, um, posting up photos of them rebuilding, you know, shit or like boarding up um, shops like for clout and they didn't really do it. Yeah. Um, And I think it's good because there's been so much footage on social media that has been showing black people stopping um, white people from like, um, you know, graffiti and shit like that. So I think like I read somewhere that white people are living out their fucking weird ass riot fantasies. Like they're punk, like. Yeah. I would say Machine Gun Kelly energy, but he has been Ugh. really helpful with what's happening. Okay. Though. <laughs> so um, I can't go against him. And it's not because my kryptonite for like messed up white boys that I have, but he has been pretty um, good with everything from what I've seen. Yeah. Like resp- I respect that. Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like just, you know, a lot of people, I mean, yeah, a lot of people have come through, I reckon. Um, more than you think. That's what I that I initially thought. Like, I've had friends having conversations with me that we've never had before in regards to race relations. Mm. And it's just friends talking about the race issues that they've had, especially growing up in Penrith, that everyone's just coming out with. So, like, this is not cool anymore. We need to hold people accountable, like, okay, I get it, you did it before, but now you're an adult, you can learn from this. Yeah, like, if you're still racist in 2020, like, that's a choice. Like, fuck, and if you get upset that you get punched by someone in the face, like, that is your choice. (laughs) That's that's not, that's on you. That's a you you problem to me. (laughs) Um, But look, not to obviously take away, like, from from what's happened, from the events that are happening and, and continuing to happen. Um, there was also a, um, a Black Trans Lives Matter um, protest, uh, I think it was last weekend, um, but there was a lot, there was a really big show up. Um, I forgot exactly where it was, um, but there was a really, really good turnout. So I was really glad to see that. And when we say Black Lives Matter, you know, we know that that, for us, it extends to um, LGBT. Uh, yeah, like yeah, the the trans community, the yeah LGBTQI community, um, and and beyond. You know, it's we're not choosing who we're standing up for. You know, it's it's all Black lives. So it's not like um, privilege hour. Nah, fuck no. No, we're fucking insufferable. Like, just admit it. Like, you just have to accept <laughs> that the straight is fucking annoying. Everything's yeah. already made for us, like, in general. So just, this is not the time to, like, make it about us again. <laughs> 100%. It's time for us to stand up for, for others. Yes. Um, and also in recent times, you know, and understanding, and, you know, and when we say facts as well in terms of what we're bringing we're also giving you facts of what what is actually happening right now um, because what's so important to highlight from our perspectives is because, like, Talitha and I are heavily in, like, looking at our social media, like, involved with social media. So we have access to so much um, information and coverage really, really quickly. 
Um, and there's a lot of shit that I've seen on TV that I just, I don't agree with because of the way that their, um, their, like their point of view, uh, especially yeah. with the riots, like, you know, I feel like people on Facebook oh are gosh. the people that, are the people that only watch TV because they were the only ones that were complaining about the riots and looting. That, that's all they were talking about on, on Facebook for me. But then on Twitter, it's like I see everyone, like the behind the scenes, like, you know, the, that cop car that, like, um, drove through and ran people over in a crowd um, and that not being on, like, aired on TV. So it's just like we also want to tell you guys, like, what is really happening out there and how important it is for you to be speaking up because there was a protest last weekend um, or a rally at Hyde Park mm-hmm. in Sydney and um, there was a heavy police presence um, that guarded the Captain Cook statue that stands there in Hyde Park. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because um, mm. recently you probably heard – like. Actually, I'm going to assume that you haven't heard that um, the listeners, mm. maybe you have, this is just to inform the people who aren't informed about what's happening at the moment. But recently, um, a statue of a slave trader in England was thrown um, into the um, docks where yes. his <laughs> ships used to come. Mm. And, um, like a group of protesters did that. Like they knocked it down and then kicked it all the way to the docks <laughs> where his where his actual ships um used to drop off slaves. And um that has influenced like everyone in the world to destroy like statues of very, very awful people from history. Mm. Um and yeah, that's what people. I've seen a lot of decapitated Christopher Columbus statues. Yeah. Um, I've seen graffitied Captain Cook statues, like the one in Perth, I think, mm. which has been graffitied. So um, I just want you to know, or we want you to know, that New South Wales police decided to have at least, I would say, easily over 50 riot squad officers protecting a, a statue of a pedophile genocide cunt. Because yep. that statue is worth more than Indigenous lives or, like, POC lives, women's lives, like, LGBT lives, everything. So that's yep. that's and basically what New South Wales police have stated. By doing that, with especially considering the amount of domestic violence that occurs in this state, mm. is that they're more concerned about a statue than your life. That's where they chose to to put their um, put their police resources towards that night. There was honestly like twenty, probably thirty police officers guarding that statue, and again, that speaks volume on how much they they don't give a fuck. Like Lizzie, our good mate Lizzie, said, you know, like they would rather protect a statue over indigenous rights. And that's the truth, like, or Indigenous lives. Um, and and it, and also, if you guys also don't know about um, Captain Cook, like what Taylor said, is that he raped young Pacifica girls, like 15, calling them ripe. 
I'll like, read it out, actually. <laughs> I want to read it out because a lot of people might not know about this. And um, this is written from one of the men in the ship that um, sailed with mm. that dickhead. Um, just because everyone thinks it's, like, just propaganda. I don't know why oh, people man. want to. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, um, so this was from George Foster's book. And George Foster was with Captain Cook on his ship regularly, whatever, like the expeditions. I don't like calling it expeditions. I just, I don't like acknowledging Captain Cook. Yeah, on his bullshit. Um, so <laughs> this is like an ex, an extract from his book. So um, the ship mainly were mainly for girls, for they were very young and small. George Foster similarly remarked upon the extreme youth of girls who engaged in sex with sailors at Tahiti. According to Foster, some did not appear to be more than nine or ten years old and had not the least marks of puberty. Today, of course, this would be denounced as pedophilia. At the time, however, such relations were commonly rationalised in the basis that island girls matured at an earlier age than Europeans. James Morrison, who stayed in Tahiti after the Bounty Mutiny, Claimed that a woman in a warmer climate was sooner ripe. Mm. <laughs> so that's that's what New South Wales police are protecting. Yep. And you guys need to be aware of that because that he, that sim he is a symbol of all the bad shit that has happened to many countries, like you know, many minorities. Hmm. You know, um, not only the indigenous people but also us. There and again, we're not trying to add in our our trauma that of our ancestors but i'm just saying we're just saying just be aware of this shit like this is a fight for all of us um and yeah that i guess that's that's probably like probably one of the most recent things that's happened here in australia in terms of the black lives matter um and i mean that also including the the indigenous lives as well like that's yeah that's what's been happening in this movement lately um and i guess you know for us again you know we were talking about this episode and the structure beforehand and we have been actually been talking about it for a few weeks now because this was something that was so sudden sudden and you know I, I I definitely felt like between you and I like I really felt that we were both so strongly affected by this um again I, I just want to say never to center ourselves but we realized that we have a platform and we need to use it. Um, it was important for us to, again, not centre our own experiences in this conversation, um, but to really figure out how we wanted to structure it and for it to be informative and, um, and I guess, educational in somewhat, you know, because at the end of the day, like, we're all learning in mm. this, um, with this movement and we're growing through it as well as allies of the black community and I'm going to say worldwide like you know it's mm. not just obviously the black lives matter um, movement started in America but it also has highlighted obviously the black lives here in the UK and you know um, any other country that uh, black people are subjected to um, you know racism as such so um, this really you know I feel was important for us to reach out to our Pacifica listeners, all our listeners, and do our bit 
to keep this conversation moving because I've also been seeing like a lot of posts, you know, saying that, you know, the, the Black Lives Matter buzz is slowing down and we cannot let it slow down. No. Um, we need to keep fighting and keep sharing all of the resources and keep donating because that's how, that's how racism lives. It's a yeah. cycle. We just, um, uh, it's like, you know, someone said it was like a cancer. It's, it's like a cancer. Racism is like a cancer that, you know, you can fight it off, you can cut it off. And it will go into a remission and all it takes is for something to come back and then it, it sparks up again. And racism just needs to be cut out altogether, removed from this world. And the more we keep talking about it and not let, you know, George Floyd's legacy be forgotten and all the lives that have been lost before and since, you know, it's up to us to keep, keep like, keep having that conversation. Um, so yeah, we, we also talked about some things that we wanted to see within our community, because I know that all of us are continuously asking, what can we do to help or what can we do to keep learning? Um, and we just wrote some notes, uh, which open up. Oh, first one is defund the police. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about that and what, what that means? Um, so you probably have seen a lot, um, defund the police online, especially in regards to America, definitely America. Um, but I think it should be all across, to be honest. So defund the police is an American slogan that supports divesting funds from police departments and like reallocating them to like non-policing forms of public safety and community support. So such as like social services, you know, like youth services, housing, education and other community resources. So it's like it's helping, you know, um, people are saying, oh, what are you going to do? Like defund the police. But someone pointed out, like, you know, we see there's a, there's a common Twitter post about it, about how people can't accept the police to be defunded, but they've defunded like the hospitals, education, you know, like every fucking thing <laughs> like and, and they um, take a big part of the budget too yeah did you read like i think lapd gets like billions a year like yeah. that's equivalent of 8.25 million american a day not to mention their um pensioners as well get a lovely annual sum of like 100k or more they are well protected yeah. they'll be fine yeah, like right now, LAPD annual budget from the report from 2019 to 2020 was $1.73 American. So, wow. so if you want, like, just to think of how much that goes into, billion, guys, that's like $2.5 billion in Australian dollars. Yeah, and it comes, like, you know, it comes into just like the incident a week after, like George was killed. Was we had the incident in Surrey Hills where a police officer, a New South Wales police officer, slammed an Aboriginal teenager to the ground, mm. a sixteen-year-old. And what are they learning at Goulburn? <laughs> like, yeah, 
No one's been charged for that, by the way, mind you. And the reason... Oh, that's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're at the, the statue. Police... They're at the fucking statue. <laughs> <laughs> the police also said... The police officer that did it, or whatever, the main person, he said that he was having a bad day. That was the reason for him doing that. And, again, that is the type <laughs> of culture that we're... Of, that our police in Australia are doing. If anything... We're not bringing Australia, uh, America's problems into Australia. The, um, the Australian police are bringing in American police officers' strategies and tactics and bullshit. They're bringing that shit here. And that's what, that's not what needs to happen. And, I mean, be American. Just think how, how, like, the first, like, how the British did what they did to the Indigenous community from the start of the colonies. Yeah. Like, this is probably not even... This wouldn't even be American adaption. This is just them how they've treated. No, <laughs> exactly. Like, and I, I think it's just we need to hold people accountable because, like, it's just like how we're like, oh, like when a man does a crime, and we're like, oh, oh, he's not a man, but he is, and he needs to be held accountable, or he or she needs to be, or if it's a woman, you know, they need yeah. to be held accountable for their crime. You can't. We can't, we, I think we're so used to just saying, oh, but that's not what they like. But I think now we just need to be like, no, like they need to be held accountable. Yeah. I, I mean, the fact that he is in charge because he said he had a bad day. I had one friend ring me who has never been political with me, like be political, but to a point that I assumed that he would be on the other side of the situation. And he complained to me for like half an hour about the police he said how are they getting trained he said if you can't handle a 16 year old talking back to you like talking shit as a 16 year old does because they're a teenager then you should find another occupation it's such a pride thing yeah and it's an ego thing and it's a i'm above the law and and you know what honestly that's how it it shows like that nothing is touching them yeah and that's the problem, like, these, this, this police, like, pride and ego needs to be, like, it needs to be burned down, like, <laughs> um, and defunding the police is exactly what it would do. It will um, allow those, those monies to be uh, reallocated to where mm-hmm. it needs. So if there's, like, a domestic violence issue, you're not going to call the police, you're going to call, I don't know, whatever, some, like, switchboard, and they'll... You know, there might be like a a social, social worker. worker, yeah, that would come. He's trained you. in it, yeah, to handle these situations because no one, like they were saying that police don't know how to how to identify behavior of an autistic person, um, and yeah, you know their social behaviors. They could take it as you know someone that is looking away or you know looks to be shy or suspicious. Like those are their behaviors of someone that has autism like they don't have that expertise and and again like that's what defunding the police is going to do is reallocate those funds to where it's better suited um because they need to know like for like for example like a trigger warning with suicide but after i had my suicide attempt and then the police came over and then they drove me had to drive me to cumberland hospital yeah the female police woman at the back was nice and was like asking me things to distract me, so I was fine. She was from the area too, so I was like, oh my god, like we were talking about common area things. 
Mm. But then the police officer in front, he was like, did you just break up with your boyfriend? Is that why you had a suicide attempt? Oh, my goodness. And even the policewoman just looked at him. And then I looked at the policewoman. We both looked at each other. We're just like, um, I told the police officer, I think I have to have a boyfriend in order to have. I hate um, that shit, though. Like, but, like, why would you think, like, who, like, no. Like, it was just, like, the way he said it. And then, like, even the policewoman didn't even, like, know what to say, like, in that yeah. situation. Because we just both looked at him. We're like, um, that's read the favorite. room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ugh. that's It's frustrating. And those types of situations need to be handled better. Whether or not they don't have to be, like, um a social worker or whatever but just they awareness hey yeah like they don't have any they have what like 30 hours training nothing like that's nothing compared to like life training you know um especially so, yeah. people's lives yeah yeah and their their first response is to shoot someone hello no yeah um no. not to mention like that late that that police officer who had just finished work and this was like uh, two years ago in America. She went to, the, she was opening her door to her apartment and she came home after like a 16 hour shift or whatever. And she sees someone in her house. She shoots him, kills him. And then she I remember this. she was in the wrong house. It, yeah. But she opened it because the door was unlocked and she shot him. She actually got charged, and she's in prison now. Yeah, I remember him. He was, like, an accountant. Yeah, Botham Jean was his name. Yeah. Uh, Rest in peace. So, um, hello, like, I'm not saying that that needs to, like, I'm I'm meaning, like, her lack of um, training in a situation like that, her first reaction was to shoot. Like, no, this is, this needs to change. Um... Some of the things that we'd like to see, you know, within our community, um, again, it's, it's just directing at our community because there's a lot of people at the forefront of a lot of other conversations amongst other communities, like you mm-hmm. know, black communities and so on. So um, some things that we thought would be good to see is changing Australia's education system to, re- to reflect the reality of the situation. Do you mean that in the actual history books? No, I mean, like, we need to know what we really did, like, what the British really did. Yeah. Not a beautiful... Don't sugarcoat it. Tell us about the Rainbow Serpent and everything was fine and then Captain Cook and they all had a fun time at Botany because they fucking didn't. And we need to hold the reality. It needs to be a reality. Yeah. Like, I don't even think they talk about the convicts either. That's the thing. They don't even talk about the convicts. They just talk about literal... (laughs) Pardon? I remember a little bit, but it wasn't a lot. And I remember that um, Captain Cook coming to Australia, they said it was like, you know, Australia was colonised. It was, you know, it was terra nullius, and then, which is like no man's land. And then, the you know, the British came and, and then it was Australia. Like, they made it sound so nice. Like, no one was impacted at all. No lives were lost in that mm. whole situation. And I don't know. I feel like there's no sugarcoating it because then these little white kids are going to grow up and be like, no, 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 this is my country. Captain Cook did this for me. Like, And they are. 
that's that's their attitude. They don't they don't that is their attitude and that needs to change yeah. because the reality is like you know a lot of white people can be racist to us in all they want. But we are from like we're indigenous from our countries. Mm. We're from ancient civilizations. Yeah. The Pacific right. Islanders, we still own our own land. I'm only three to four hours away from my mother country where my bloodlines run, where it's my land, where it's my mm. ancestral land, which has been mm. in my family for centuries. And they don't even recognize they don't even have that. They don't. Yeah, they're just like, I'm, a, I'm from Australia. I'm like, oh. They can't go back to the UK. Where up. was their land there? The UK is yeah. already overpopulated as it is. They need to respect that. Like, when you tease us, like, I can't believe, like, this whole event has made me realise I really got teased by people who don't even have land. Like, <laughs> who don't even have, like, identity compared to me. They don't like, even I really, know their history. <laughs> yeah, I really got abused racially growing up in Penrith, because, and I let people do that to me, but they don't have anything. They don't have culture. Yeah. That's what really upset me about this, is that I really made them believe. They felt like, you know, they talk, called me dumb. They, like, they said... Pacific Islanders are dumb, like, you know, we have nothing. We fucking... <laughs> we have everything. Our the Western world fails. The Western world fails. We can go home because we have a home still. We have the fucking land that we're from. Yeah. They can't do that. Where are they going to go? They can't even figure out probably their ancestry compared to us. <laughs> Good luck. Like, that's what, that's what really this whole thing, I just got pissed off and, like, even just me changing my normal um, Instagram stories just because I'm done with everything, which is why I wanted to do this episode, is that I was just sick of it. I'm like, I accepted this as the normal for my whole life being here. Yeah. And it just really it's... pissed me off. Like, it just yeah. really. And I'm happy that I've got messages from friends saying, hey, I know you've changed um, and you're not meant to educate me, but thank you for just, I didn't know all this stuff. So I've had a few friends message me saying they're happy, which is, like, such a weird thing to hear. Um, but it's just because I haven't yeah. – it's just enough. Like, because we let – like, if you side – like, if you're siding with Trump and everything, you're you're basically just saying to me that you want to suck, like, Captain Cook's dick, and that's the energy that you're exuding. Yeah, and you hate <laughs> because he hates people of colour. Yeah, um, and that you hate everything about yourself. That's exactly what you're saying, unfortunately. But, but that's the reality of it. And um, and I think it's good that people are being aware, like, especially white people. I think it's good that there's there there are white people out there that are becoming aware of their privilege. Um, but it's also important for us to acknowledge that superior white white com that white superior complex or whatever, um, and break it down because, like, even you saying that you're realizing that you let people walk over you that have nothing like that's where we were recipients of that mentality unfortunately mm. and now we're starting to unlearn it and if we can start to spread that in like you know spread that awareness in that sense and start to help people unlearn it themselves like can you imagine we fucking run the world remember Each just has- like <laughs> that's the thing indigenous people would run their own countries like fuck i would love that they only you guys i'm going to be real on the podcast you guys could only beat us because you had weapons if you didn't have weapons and disease there's no way you could take over any country and that's a reality 
Wait, you think you're gonna verse like six foot four fucking islanders who've been cannibals? Are you fucking kidding me? Mm. Like, just think that in the 1800s, talking about dumb cunt ideas in the 1800s, the late 1800s, they tried to start a chapter of the KKK in Fiji. Yeah. Cannibalism in Fiji only stopped in 1930. This was like 1870s. Imagine being that much of a dumb cunt, though. Yeah. Like, imagine telling a six foot four, like, Fijian man, warrior, you guys don't belong in this country. We're going to take over. I could just imagine what happened. And as you would just generally assume, the KKK chapter in Fiji did not work out. And I wonder why it didn't work out. (laughs) Says it all. Also, Um, recognising all the history that we've been taught has been whitewashed. So, like, my brother's currently reading a really good book that his friend recommended, and it's called Dark Emu, Black Seeds, Agricultural or Accident, and it's a 2014 non-fiction book by Bruce Pascoe and actually re-examines the colonial accounts of Aboriginal people in Australia and actually cites the evidence of pre-colonial agriculture, engineering and building construction by the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples Mm. because they wanted to – they just like saying that us Indigenous people, that we're like – and I'm saying as Indigenous, it's okay, like I'm an an Indigenous Fijian – that they yes. just, like, like calling us savages and they're, like, thinking we're backward, but we're not, okay? Like, we were mates. I'm clapping if you can't hear that. We were, we were like, literally friends with the Kingdom of Tonga in the 10th century to the 13th century in Fiji. And, the like, Fiji, Samoa and Tonga were, like, fucking hanging out, like, trading, like, resources and everything normally from way back then. So don't fucking come to me saying that we're dumb cunts or anything because... What were you guys doing in the 10th and 13th century? Exactly. Mm, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like, you're probably doing something, but, like, with the plague. So, I don't know. <laughs> These are just facts. I'm not being – this is just a fact. Like, this is facts that we're saying. Like, we're not – we're just saying that we've had it – like, I've I've had enough. I can't it's speak, an, yeah, no, no, no. but I've just had enough. Speaking about us, speaking about us, we've had enough. Like, I've had it's, enough. It's just – it's – I, I can admit that I've, um, and th- again, this is something that I'd like to see in the community. Um, I can admit that I've stayed silent on social issues. Uh, when the Black Lives Matter um, movement first started with Trayvon Martin, rest in peace, um, like, I didn't do enough. I, I didn't have enough yeah. conversations back then. And and to me, this was, a, to me, George Floyd's death was a wake-up call. Yeah. Because how long has the Black Lives Matter movement been happening and nothing's nothing's changed? How many lives have have uh, how many black lives have been lo- have been taken at the same hands of like Trayvon Martin and George Floyd? Like there's just too many to count, sadly. Trayvon's like one, yeah. That was like Sorry, I cut you uh, off. I, and that's all right. And I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. And and when it happened, like, you know, with George Floyd's death, I was like, I felt like I had impacted, I was impacted because if there were people like me back then when Trayvon died, you know, if we had said something, we could have started this worldwide, you know, awareness, you know, so many years ago. You know what I mean? Like, and obviously we can't go back and you know do it over again but you know it's starting to unlearn those 
um, unlearn the, the the racist remarks that we and and stereotypes that we've held onto unintentionally, um, realizing that we're you know the white people are not superior to us. No, um, and that our history. Uh, what is it said? Australia has a black history, um, and it's time to learn it in, you know, in all of its trueness. There's no whitewashing there. No. Um, and trying to influence our communities to step up when it comes to, uh, like indigenous issues and injustices, because, um, you know, even like a few weeks ago, someone wrote into a resident of the Hills District here oh, in Sydney oh wrote to their council to ask if the First Nations could be acknowledged. Um, I'm not sure, like, at, in what respect, like, if it was, like, the future addresses. of country? Yeah. Meeting? Mm. Yeah, like, just in general for moving forward because it wasn't happening. And the, like, I don't know, like main council member in that area was like nah um we don't want to be specific to any um uh, like community of people like we're not going to do that and so they've had a big um backlash on that and that's what I mean by that because if your community is not um, acknowledging the First Nations or the Indigenous people of wherever you are, and I'm saying wherever you are, America, New Zealand, Australia, you need to be speaking up about it and signing these petitions and encouraging them because, you know, starting that s- small change in your community can yeah. can go a long way um, and, and bring awareness. Um, also adding on to that, another thing I really want to encourage is to read the room (laughs) oh my gosh we don't give a fuck about your selfies we (laughs) don't selfies at the moment if you're posting other stuff like i don't care like i would take a sunset over a fucking selfie at this moment i don't care but i don't give a fuck about your selfies read the fucking room jessica i don't know who's a jessica in this situation but i just like how it like rolls off the tongue easily if you just said read the room and say someone's random name <laughs> read it because read it. the energy you're taking up space for actual um content that could be helpful for someone to read um save them for another time put them in the drafts um but right now we need to be it's all hands on deck for these social issues that are happening and it's also um, um, oh sorry yeah yeah go 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 but it's also acknowledging your past racism and like stuff that you've mm-hmm. said and reassessing. And I feel like I've been apologizing to um, some friends for stuff I've said in the past and they've apologized to me because I brought up stuff they've said in the past that I didn't find well. And, um, <laughs> yeah. but at least we're all learning from this. Like it's not, you know, I'm not perfect. It's like I've said racist stuff before I've been racist before. Like it's mm-hmm. acknowledging but it's making the change. Like, do you it's, need to yeah. still say the N-word when a rap song is on or any song with the N-word? Like, you don't need to say the N-word anymore. And mm. that's, like, the minimal you can do. Bare minimum. Like the bare, <laughs> that's literally the bare minimum that you can do. Mm. 100% just, unlearning all of that. Yeah, it's unlearning because, you know, 
in a way, like, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to make this about us, about our community. But, you know, as we said at the start, like, the Pacifica community, we benefit a lot from Black culture. Yeah. And we need to share the responsibility of taking care of them as well. Yeah. Like, we need to, because we benefit a lot, okay? It's not just white boys who shop at Culture Kings. Let's be real, guys. Don't, like, don't act like it's only white people who shop at Culture Kings and JD Sports and that. Mm. And go to those burger places that are always named after Notorious B.I.G. That's what Australia thinks who's the only rapper, because I swear there is more than one place named after Biggie. Yeah. That's another rant for another day. But I'm just saying, like, even you were saying, hey, like, a lot of companies who benefit so much from black culture have said fuck all but a black square yeah i need more you if, if, if you've got favorite brands out there you got favorite restaurants i need you to call them out and and tell them to write a fucking check to black lives matter and <laughs> send some money because um like and i'm just gonna say it there's places like milky lane that got like what fucking three restaurants in sydney there's butter they've got two restaurants um even culture kings hey culture kings said all lives matter yeah they took that back real quick though really quickly some money yeah and look hey they talk they apparently they talked to that person and informed them but like who's proofreading your shit it's obviously not a black person you know and um and I just, I need, because, you know, we can't do it, but I need everyone that has favorite brands that know the benefit of black culture, you need to say something and you need to encourage them to say something and pay up because, like, it's not, it's not just saying something, it's showing up for this community. Like, what has fashion never done? <laughs> exactly. What has Boohoo done? Like, where the fuck are you guys? They're posting um, as normal. Like, I'm checking now my phone. Like, it's nothing. Yeah. Nothing has phased them. Nothing's changed. All these, all these brands that black off, I'm sorry, that um, benefit off black models um, and, you know, being diverse and all that shit. Like, I need you guys to stand up and, and do something about it. Um, and at the end of the day as well, like, you have a platform. I'm speaking to the brands and the companies. Like, you have a platform. Yeah. That influences how many millions of followers. And yeah, people say, oh, but you don't know what people are doing in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, your companies, your influencers, you're meant to show what you're fucking doing. It's not about how much money you're doing in the background. You need to show it. If Taylor because- Swift, who's from like, like t- Taylor Swift is like a far right icon in it. Yeah. In- of what she sings about her appearance she's like america's next girl next door she spoke about this and she's continuing to speak about this if someone like her is realizing he's realizing there's an issue i feel like at this time you should you should be aware like you should be (laughs) it's about time and it's you know before you'd always have those friends that say i don't like politics i don't like watching the news because it's so sad and depressing it's like you have to get a fucking reality check because this is going to affect you this will affect your children this will affect your grandchildren if nothing is done yeah because remember like happening yeah like remember we're still brown you know some of us are brown some of us are black Mm. pacifica you know the police don't care about us guys 
Yeah. They don't see us as people. That's we're the literally reality. second grade. Yeah. We're, we're a threat to them. Yeah. They don't, like, they don't care that we're different nationalities or anything because we're all under one umbrella with them. Mm. And they learn yeah. that. Golden. They learn that about minorities. There is different departments for races. In, in, you probably think I'm all like on a paranoid like rant, but they learn this in the police academies. They learn that they have to target certain minorities. Yeah, and there was a task force specifically for Pacific Islanders in the Western mm-hmm. Sydney when One Four was trying to perform. There was a task force. You guys don't know there was a like the Middle Eastern task squad. force. It's also like the Middle Eastern squad, the police. Yeah. (coughs) This is what's happening. Like, like it's 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 ignorant. Yeah, it's it's ignorant of of you to think that that Black Lives Matter doesn't impact you. And I'm just speaking to the listeners. If if you if you don't realize the impact of the police on your own community as a Pacific Islander or wherever you live. Um, They are always racially profiling Pacific Islanders. Mm -hmm. And if you can imagine whatever you're going through as a Pacific Islander, imagine like five times worse for black people. Yeah, they're getting killed. Yeah, and indigenous, sorry. Um, But for just being indigenous or black. You have to think of the reality. The reality is that when the police looks at me, they don't see a girl who's close with her family, a girl who's worked full-time in corporate, who goes to post-grad uni business school. They don't see that girl. They only Mm. see me as a threat. That's the reality. They don't care that I do all these things because to them I'm a threat. To them, they probably try and figure out how many police they'll need to take me down if I do anything because they'll assume I'll do something. That's the reality that, like, this, that you just have to live in now, that I think I just was blinded by it the whole time because I never went through the police brutality like the males have, the males that I know, the Pacific Islander males that I know who have in the Penrith area. Um, So I never went through that. But Mm. at the end of the day, that's what we're viewed as. Yeah. And it's up to us to to, um, to change the narrative. Yeah, break it down because it's not, it's not it's not up to us to prove otherwise. That's on you guys on your and your racial stereotypes against us. Um, but it's up to us to keep changing that narrative and um, fighting for the injustices against black people, indigenous people, and other minorities as well. Um, uh, like, please stop saying stuff will be fine to us because a lot of um white friends have told me stuff will be fine, like, yeah, um, protests and everything. No, stuff is not fine for us at protests, even if it's a peaceful protest. As I just said, the police that's how the police view us, the police yeah. don't view me as like a normal, like, an Australian who's just on their everyday business, part of a peaceful protest, like a white girl. I'm not viewed like that. It's a different world for me. It's a different world for Christine. Yeah. So um, that's the reality of the situation. So please stop telling me that 
And also, please tell me that I, I'm aware, like, I don't need to be told about racism existing everywhere. Like, I don't need, I'm aware. I just don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That, like, that's that. Like, um, I think, how do I want to say it? Right now, the main focus in, in, in these social issues is the Black Lives Matter movement mm. and um, and Indigenous lives. Like, so, yeah, Black Lives, Indigenous lives matter right now. There is a lot that's happening in this world, you know, with coronavirus. Um, also We're both tested in- positive, oh, not positive, negative. <laughs> <laughs> negative <coughs> for Ms. Rona. Um, <laughs> I keep we, coughing, so I have to put my mic on mute all the time. I cough. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are fully aware of the social issues that are happening across the world. The pandemic, um, the epidemic of what's happening in Yemen. And, like, when we talk about Black Lives Matter and Indigenous lives, we are not discrediting any other issues that are happening right now. This is obviously one of many, but I don't... I'm sick of people saying, well, what about this? Like you said, like, what about this? What about that? All of these issues can be supported and at the same time. at the same time. You can have energy for everything. If you have energy to update on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook and Snapchat, you have fucking energy mm-hmm. for everything. So fucking calm down. And talk about it. <laughs> and don't like, believe the media because the media, like, in some parts, yes. the media also feels they want a race war. You know they do. Because they like they won't post about how the blacks and the whites help each other in America. But they'll just post it as a race relation thing. I'm looking yeah. at you, Fox News. We know you, Fox News, and your bullshit. So, mm. Not to mention that video that someone shared of all, like, there was like 16 or something TV stations that were literally reading the same script. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I have to show you. It is terrifying because it just outlines and sorry, it just highlights that the media is controlled by one company, um, and they're steering the narrative of what's happening. And we should share it because that doesn't tell you how much not to believe in 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 the news. Then. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else I can tell you. Like, you from need the to end be of like. Phase, I've in- in- intro from 1989. The media ain't shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry again, I it's cut true. you off. It's true. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think, like, don't believe the media, like what Selena says. Do your own research, inform yourself, um, because. It's not up to black people. It's not up to indigenous people. And it's not up to other minorities. Yeah, like other people of color that you think are more aware to tell you what the fuck is up or how to support. It's not on them. It's your responsibility as a person, Mm -hmm. directly at the white people uh, as well, to to inform yourself. It's not oppression Olympics, too. We understand every race goes through something. This is not oppression Olympics. We're not trying to. But it's just that they need our help now. The black and indigenous communities need our help now. And especially with the indigenous community, 
the amount of propaganda that the Australian government has perpetrated in regards to saying that they help the Indigenous community, they clearly don't. And that is me even speaking from a personal side because my uncle, who's a barrister, um, worked a while um, for a few years in like South Australia, in South Australia, Northern Territory with the Indigenous communities as legal, mm. like legal aid. And he actually said straight up that the government acts like they give funds, but they don't. So all just think this is like years of propaganda that the Australian government has put mm. out. Exactly. And just think that like you have to be out of the, Basically, everything you've been taught in school about these issues is a fucking lie because it has been set at a Eurocentric standard. Yeah. And from a Euro, like from a white person's mouth, yeah. like it's their narrative. They're, they're telling you how it happened. But in reality, like in reality, the Indigenous people are not getting free money. They're not getting like free housing for nothing. Like, just because they're Indigenous, they're getting it because it's reparations to the Indigenous community for, you know, for what fucking Captain Cook did. Like, I think I, there's states in this country that there's no Indigenous population because they were wiped out. So think about that. Mm. And don't act like this is an attack on you. This is not an attack on you. Majority of us are immigrants. I think only 20, maybe even 20 to 40% of the Australian population, maybe even lower than 20%, is convict heritage. So we're all fucking immigrants, guys. Yeah. Not letting you have this fucking bullshit anymore. <laughs> no, because the only people that are Indigenous to Australia are the fucking First Nations, the Aboriginal people, okay? If you're part of Pauline Hanson's One Nation bullshit, I'm Indigenous to this land, you can fuck right off. But I'm digressing. <laughs> um, we do appreciate... Like, you know, as we said at the start, we are, we're not appreciating, but we understand that we are beneficiaries of the genocide of this country. But it's just now Australian government needs to pull up. Scott Morrison needs to use his fucking selective school education to be a smart cunt this time and not be a dumb cunt. Yeah. He went to Sydney boys. I just want to put that on the podcast. (laughs) Um, Just to put out there. And then I think he went to UNSW and I'm not saying that because I go to UCID and UCID's obviously better than UNSW. But anyway, that's another thing. But, I mean, it's just, it, it needs a change. It needs, an, we need to teach the kids of the future that this is the reality of the country that we're living. Yeah, and, and being vocal about these issues is not going to impact your social media aesthetic. You need <laughs> to talk about these issues because the more understanding you get of them, the more comfortable you are to have these conversations when they are. And they will when they come up with your loved ones, your friends, your family, when it's time to, to speak up because you're not, because, um, you know, I know for sure I'm not, but I know that we shouldn't be letting these casual racist remarks slide within our families because that's where it starts. And the future generations are going to learn those racial stereotypes that we joke around about and they're going to learn you know, the um, the fake, you know, history of Australia. And we, we, just, we need to speak up about it because before you know it, it's too late. And this whole cycle is going to happen again. There's going to another 400 years are going to pass of injustices, of genocide. Um, 
you know, and police brutality, and we're not going to get anywhere. You know, mm. I've, I truly feel like we are at a point now where social media has really been driving this this worldwide um, movement because yes. information is so easy to travel. Um, I don't think it could have been done, you know, 10, 20 years ago. But I really, I really feel like this is the time. If you're thinking about, you know, speaking up about something and you haven't ever done it before, now is the time. That's what happened with me. I was just like, uh-huh, yeah. I'm always like Simpsons memes. And then I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Now is the time. Like, let's, um, let's come together. Again, everyone's going to fuck up. Like, that's, that is the reality of being an ally of the Black and Indigenous lives. You're going to fuck up. You're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to post the wrong thing. But it's all about how you take it on, understand wh- how you fucked up and keep it moving. Like, you know, um, it's just we're, we're taking in so much information at this time, um, so much new information, so much, like, stuff to unlearn so much, like, so quickly. And it's going to be part of the process. Uh, you just need to start. You need to start talking. Um that's all we can do. You know. On that note, to round it all up, I'll leave with two comments that have made um, two quotes during this time that has come up. So I saw this tweet the other day by at Calypso the Poet. And they said, honestly, you cannot and should not be positive all the time. You should be seeking to view things as they are. And sometimes shit is simply fucked up. Yep. Look how useless all the good vibes only people are being right now, ignoring all the harm coming to the world. That's toxic. When I saw that, I said, finally, someone fucking said something that appeals to me. But on another note, this was one of the protesters who went to the Sydney protest and he had this written on the back of his hoodie. We'll post it later. Mm. It was posted by Stop, um, Stop Black Deaths in Custody on Instagram. Yeah, And so this... This teenager, not teenager, I think he's like 20, not that I stalked his profile anyway. Mm. He said, we are not blaming you for what your ancestors did. We are begging you to uplift a system built by them that oppressed the oldest living culture in the world. You cannot mm. kill us all. You cannot silence us. You can change the world. And then he had the Aboriginal flag. So that is, that's literally it. That's yeah. what done. Can I we add not- one, sorry? Yes. <laughs> there was one that I really liked and it was important in learning was to normalize changing your opinion after new information has been presented to you. Um, I think it's so easy for us to receive new information about it and about a way that we feel about something and we choose to ignore that new information um, and continue with our same opinion. And what this is basically saying is take it in understand it and if you and if it changes your opinion then then let it change it let that new information change your opinion because if you don't you're not going to progress you're not you're you're not going to grow um, exactly and that really that really stood out for me because again with having so much information that's been coming out it's so hard to keep up to live <laughs> i don't know how you're doing but it's really hard for me to keep up. oh i've gone crazy <laughs> i've really gone crazy like i've gone yeah, like, it's, just, um, it's just absolutely insane. Like, I've had to remind people, like, when people try to challenge me, mm-hmm. um, I have to remind them about, 
that I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) That I have cared for 30 years of my life about race relations and catering to white people, and now I don't give a fuck, and I couldn't care less what people think. Ironically, though, I'm going to be honest that it is not my white friends who are saying this to me. It is other people of colour, which has cemented my point that people of colour can be racist as fuck as well. When I've said this previously in the past, people have called me racist myself, that I'm a race traitor for saying that. But no, it has been all ethnic people who have said Mm. dumb shit to me. So... I just want to clarify that if my white friends think I'm attacking them, no, this you don't know the deal. Like the actual, um, the people I'm mainly talking about are also ethnic, so I feel like they should know better. Maybe that's ignorant of me, but there's no excuse. If you're, yeah, it's too it's too late for I'm still learning. Like as in, yeah, I you know it's if if you're racist now, like. It's too late. <laughs> if I don't talk to you, it's because you're racist. Just admit you're racist. And a lot of people, time people who are racist don't admit they're racist. They're like, I'm not racist, but and it's just like, no, you are. Just admit it. Like we don't care. Just admit who you are. Yeah, and then just like just state your position and then fuck off. Like And then don't be surprised that people don't talk to you anymore. Like you might get another yeah. friends who shave their heads and everything, but that's a different <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the end of our episode like um you know we really appreciate you guys listening as always um this was something again that was really strong in our you know we had uh, we had a really strong passion to um put forward and and bring up um and we wanted to do it in a way that was also respectful to the spaces that are being occupied right now by black people and, and indigenous people. So um, we wanted to be mindful of that and be able to uh, express our solidarity with them and also how we can improve and, and check ourselves um, as the Pacific Islander community, as part of the Pacific Islander community. Yes. Yeah. Um, but thank you guys again. Um, thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll put some, we, we would like to put some resources up in the next bit of time, um, surrounding some ways that you can understand your privilege as a person of color. Oh, well, sorry. I'm going to say non-black. Uh, a non-black pop. Cause that's what we are. Yeah. Um, understanding your, your bias, uh, white fragility. There's a lot of resources that are online at the moment and are really easy to read. Um, There's also a lot of documents out there that are available for a list of petitions that you can sign. Mm -hmm. Um, YouTube videos that are like streaming like 24 seven that that all the ads that are in there will be um, uh, like donated, like all the revenue generated will be donated to um, movements incorporated in the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. And one, good thing that I've seen is that there's like a website where you can um, donate a certain amount and it will divide it to like oh, that's, all the Oh, really? Funds. That's good. Yeah. It'll divide it to all the available protest bail funds that are um, like active at the moment. So yeah, we'll, we'll work to put a lot of that up there um, just to keep that conversation going and keep, yeah, keep talking about it. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> that's that. Yes. Um, that's that. Um, we have gone way over than we were meant to, but <laughs> I feel like it's a very good start um, to hopefully the yeah. start of many conversations that people will be having. Um, if you want to correct us on stuff, please, like, we're not, like, DM us. Yeah, you know where we are. We're on yeah. Instagram. Like, you know. Again, uh, changing our opinions after new information. It's all about that. It's all about growing and not yes. being, and not, not taking it as an attack against you. People, yeah. We're all just trying to um, better each other here and keep each other accountable if we, if we fuck it up. That's the most important part. Um, but, yeah, look. Big love to everyone, and big love and 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 um, big love to the, the Indigenous and Black community worldwide, and especially here in Australia. Um, we're with you. We stand with you. All of that good stuff, and we want to keep fighting this fight for you guys. So yes, and also quickly um, that, remember it's not and, yeah. yeah. Not just, you don't have to just donate money. There's other things that you can do and we'll post, like, if you don't have the capacity at the moment, that's fine because there's so other yes. resources that you can do to help out, like petitions. Yes. Lots, lots, lots for us to, to do as allies of, of the Black and Indigenous communities. Um, with that, we're going to sign off. Um, yes. Hope you guys are all well and safe and run free and we'll... S- You'll hear from us on the 15th of July, our next episode. Yes. <laughs> See you. Until then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Brownish Girls. Feel free to share your takeaways from this episode by liking our Instagram page at Two Brownish Girls, where you can interact with us and impact more after each episode. Until next time, bye.